0: Uh, we do have a little special edition. Uh, we got to sit down and chat with Nick, Sir Arthur Dew himself, Mister Artitrax, the <laughs> one, the only man of many parts, Ooh. and uh, he was able to, to, to come in, find a little time, and, and chat. So we thought we'd ask him a few questions as well. Now this is obviously recorded at a slightly different time, so it's just me, Nick, and uh, Brad over here. Tell us a little about your experience. Uh, like you know, just start at the beginning of the mountain tale and what it was like because you're not a guy who's been gaming a long time you weren't familiar with pathfinder so what was it like for you to kind of just jump in and and hang out with something like this
1: uh it was exciting i actually remember the first email that brad sent us because i was in the middle of house hunting (laughs) and i remember sitting in the uh lobby of our realtor's office reading the story to this uh No, Pathfinder was completely different from anything that I played. I wouldn't say completely different. I mean, I played D&D 3.5, which I guess this is... If you know the history of how this all began, I'm not going to say that. But that's about the extent of tabletop and a little bit of 5e of D&D before the world ended. And (laughs) uh, then... Got the call for this. Or call, text. You know, or, <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm getting paid! No. <laughs> your your agent called. <laughs> yeah, No, I got asked to do this and I wasn't going to turn it down and it was super fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I actually now like Pathfinder more than the thought of going back to 5e. I'll play 5e, don't get me wrong. If anybody, you know, threatened me with a good time to play it, then yeah, I'd play but you know, this is actually probably my go-to for this. I, I'd rather do PF2 at this point than 5e. Yeah,
0: I, I think we've stated that before. They're like, by no means will we ever say anything bad about 5th edition, because it's a good game. Um, and But that does seem to be the natural progression, which is a good thing to have in our ecosystem. You know, a game like 5e that's a little friendlier to new people, Uh Pathfinder uh 2nd Edition and what we're playing is... It's a little more to to pick up and kind of absorb, Mm -hmm. but uh, that's kind of the natural progression to just go there, and and then it's kind of hard to go back. But, uh, you know, I do have one question about Sir Arthur Dew, because I was there for some of this at the beginning, but how much at the beginning, what did you know about Sir Arthur Dew's, I guess, future past, is the right way to say this here? (laughs) Uh, And how much of it did did Brad kind of keep in his pocket?
1: Well, a lot of it Brad kept in his pocket, but we had discussed it beforehand, before playing. Uh, some of that had to drastically change due to circumstances that came up. Uh, so, But for the most part, it was all planned out. It did, like I said, have to change. but The and, original was... And I'll say
2: one thing to that. Um, the, the plan always was to do an Arthur do backstory
1: episode like several other characters got. It just didn't work out. You did throw a little something something out on one of the episodes, last episodes that we recorded. Together. Yeah,
2: so, I mean, we kind of do a loose go through of, of speed run. Yeah, speed run of, of your backstory uh, as, like, sigorm and do are traveling through time trying to figure out what the hell I threw him in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to at least cover, like, some highlights, you know, because this, this was, that was it. That was the only chance
0: I was going to have. <laughs> Short of us recording like something, yeah. You know? I know we've mentioned it before, but there was uh, you know a fair amount of test episodes, and originally I know you had a different character concept in mind, and even used that for uh, maybe the first episode, and I know it helped you some with that character. But then when uh, the decision came to switch, that that really wasn't working out. Uh, you and Brad kind of worked on that together, and I just kind of mm-hmm. found out a little later the the bits and pieces. So you know, I I got to go on that journey a little bit along with the audience, just a, a few weeks ahead of schedule um, <laughs> as the production came out. So I and I kind of knew from the beginning because the the Arthur Dew thing, like the re- the first thing that popped in my head shortly after I heard that was the old Hot Shots part do. <laughs> so I kind of knew that this is like the the your the second version of I guess you, you, was the right thing to to kind of I I kind of knew in some way that that was going to happen, but I didn't know exactly how. I probably could have pieced together the Artitrax thing much earlier than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, it never really all like wound up until they started bringing up Artitrax again later after uh, you uh, unfortunately had to take a leave of absence <laughs> and um, step aside for a while. And I don't remember exactly which episode it was, but Artitrax got bra- brought back up again. And it was some way Brad... Said Artifacts, and you didn't exactly stutter the way you said it, but uh, you know sometimes you almost start to stumble over a word, and then it comes out. So there was like a a very small pause there, and I heard the art part, and that's when I'm like, oh son of a yeah. I uh, (laughs) I
2: I don't remember exactly when that was, but pretty early in the story, Rich was like, I think he's I think he's a crusader, or Mm -hmm. he's this guy, something involved. Like I don't. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well um but <laughs> Adam yeah Adam was pretty good at being nosy too and I'm like easy Nancy Drew like mm-hmm. just he, sit there and go for the ride. <laughs> he, he knew something was up, I don't think he
2: quite knew. And and did we ever even cover in the story then how you, that character got the name Arthur Dew? I don't oh, think I don't it think ever so. so when they bury Artitrax, they, they they put him in a tomb in a mountain, lock it up. Um and there's an inscription on the, the tomb, Artitrax. Son of Hur, Lord of Dumont But over time, like, you know, I mean, he's in the tomb for millennia. Like, the engravings get rubbed off. So when the Asmodians finally track the crypt down, all that's left is ar her <laughs> So the guys by the body are like, what do we call this guy? Uh, Arthur, Arthur, Dew, Arthur, Duke, <laughs> Arthur, It
1: would have been, I, I, I really wish that I could have played into the story like what was originally planned. We all do, but you know. It just kind of sucks, yeah, because it was getting good mm-hmm. when you had to drop out. Like,
2: we yeah. had just done the big, like, oh, by the way, I'm a undead zombie thing working
0: for the Asmodians, Yeah. And dead. Yeah. But in ways, it's kind of a classic example of how you have to adapt to games. I, I know there's right. a lot of memes coming out now with the new D&D movie uh, rapidly approaching of people saying that, like, you know, all the NPCs should be played by the same actor using different accents, and you know, like you would in a game and so on and so forth. But this is kind of how it works. You know, nobody planned it. And, then, and I know Nick didn't want to, to step away. But unfortunately, with gaming, you know, life gets in the way and priorities have to, to be put in place. And that's what Nick had to do. And we all understood. We've all been there. So, it, you know, it's no big deal. But then suddenly this narrative that's being put forth, you have to very rapidly push it in a different direction. Even, you know, sometimes more elegantly than others sometimes it's obviously a little shoehorned that's just the nature of gaming but i think this is a really good example of how I, I don't think it was super obvious i think people might pick up that surely there was meant to be a little more there but it's also was handled well enough that uh, it, it's not a gaping the, hole in the plot anywhere the timing was kind of lucky and we
2: yeah. we, we got lucky on timing for a lot of things <laughs> Um, but yeah, it almost seemed a little bit natural, like any other time in that story. Nick exiting, it would be a weird transition for yeah for dude
0: exit. It, it was lucky timing for us. Very unlucky timing for Nick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> that was a that, that was pretty much the epitome of bad timing yeah. in your personal life. But yeah, um, but yeah, they, there was there was a kind of a natural spot there. Uh, To kind of do that. So it it did kind of work out. But I I do, I mean, I guess I'm patting ourselves on the back, but more Brad, I guess, for, you know, very quickly, very quickly, very uh, very quickly adjusting to, you know, a curveball like that, which he did numerous times. But uh, something like you know, changing a cast member out that fast.
1: Yeah,
2: and, and Tara wasn't waiting in the wings. No, <laughs> like it wasn't like oh, you're your first backup or whatever. And we never considered like, oh, we have a replacement. We just were like, nah, we're gonna run this story through with the people we have. And then, yeah, you know, then it's like, but, Jake, you know anybody? <laughs> I might got a, I might got a guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm the best, Jake. <laughs> I can't do a good Jake. I might to Oh, Jake. I will bring
2: another
0: <laughs>
1: to the temple. And I don't know.
0: The spirits will show us the way. <laughs> know.
2: But
1: but that, you that's know, just how
2: Jake is. <laughs>
1: when I when I left, uh TV was uh, my number one podcast of the year of 2022. <laughs> so
0: Well, that brings up a good question. What was it like for you to suddenly transition from being in podcast, being you know, being in that storyline, to now suddenly you're listening to it? And I know we kind of kept in touch, but obviously like most storyline stuff, you weren't in the know on any of that.
1: So it ended up being, I got caught up super quick to the point where this is totally dangerous. So when I was driving down the highway, I would be texting Brad, like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck happened? Like, driving with my knees, driving to St. Louis. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, you got, my, can I get a Dropbox for the next episode? He's like, Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. But it was weird. Uh, and i didn't listen for a while so i uh cuz so, yeah. <laughs> so much going, going on, on. <laughs> but then whenever i was like okay well i guess i got to drive back and forth to st louis for a month uh what am i going to do for 4 hours one direction oh i know but i actually ended, i was sitting there missing playing the game like i was getting i was having like major withdrawals from playing like i'd i'd sometimes like go sit in my uh like spare room where I have my little computer desk and I'd play with my dice just sitting there. I'm like, man, I felt like a lonely little nerd who didn't have friends. (laughs) At least 13 year old me out of this. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I was like, Oh, I wonder whatever happened with that. And I actually had to listen to a few episodes prior to leading up to that. And so it was weird hearing like where it just cut off from me. And then the transition, I was like, wow, But, you know, kudos to the storyline, Brad, uh, moving forward with that because it was so fun listening to what you came up with and uh, hearing Tara move in. She actually ended up being one of my favorite characters. Like, I was like, holy crap, she was awesome! She,
2: she stepped in and stepped up and just knocked it out of the park. And, and like I said, there, there's a lot of things that just happened and we got lucky and it made me look really good. I'll <laughs> be <Albeit> like, <laughs> when I didn't do that. Oh, yeah, good job with that transition. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> nope. First time. We just,
0: we got, I'd rather be lucky than good. I've always said that. Well, and, and you know, we've been fortunate in so many ways uh, with our cast. And that's kind of how that that happens, is if you have the right group of people, the right cast, they click together and, like, magic happens. But you don't have to do anything. They just kind of come together and and, and it works.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, that's why we spent so much time on the the test sessions. Yeah, what did we do, 10? It was was a lot. But, like, you know, do you even remember what we did? I barely do, but... The, the point was to just... Christmas to, episode. Well, okay, yeah, that yeah. was pretty fun. But like, the, the goal was you guys just want need time to gel. Yeah. Like, if you just raw
0: dog going to a podcast, all right, we haven't done any practice episode one. Yeah, congrats. But, and especially since like, that was an all-new crew. These people oh, had yeah. never podcasted. Uh, not a lot of gaming experience uh, sitting around that table other than Brad. Uh, it wasn't completely devoid, but at the same time, it wasn't a lot of long pedigrees. You know, there's a lot of newness for so many people on so many levels.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ashley and I... Ashley, I don't want to like speak for her. She never played Pathfinder before. No, right? no,
2: never played okay. Pathfinder. Just so,
1: some, some 5e, but... We were the newbie newbies, and then Adam and Jake, and obviously Brad, but the DM, but Adam and Jake were the veterans, you know, of playing. And they've played RPGs, but almost no
2: Pathfinder 2. Mm -hmm. Oh, they didn't play Pathfinder 2? Not really. Oh, okay. So, like, you know, we had played together a lot, but it's mostly 5e. Yeah. Um, You know, obviously I've got Pathfinder 2 experience. (laughs) But, yeah, mostly that that table is either new to gaming, and they were all new to Pathfinder 2, which is why a lot of times we didn't get so hung up on the rules, because... You know, right. And then if I was like, I don't know this rule right now, we're just going to roll a dice and move on. I'll figure it out later. Yeah. And sometimes I did. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it happens.
0: Sometimes mm-hmm. it didn't. It's uh, no big deal. Well, and that goes back to, you know, like if Brad and Sean and I sat down and we're doing a game, like the three of us are going to gel together pretty quickly because we we played a lot of games together, spent a lot of time together. But with, you know, bringing in new people who aren't familiar with each other, it, it takes a while. It takes mm-hmm. a minute to get that, that kind of cohesion. Uh, But at the same time, it's so much fun when that does start to happen. There's a a magic to it, I guess, is the only way to say it. Yeah. And and that's a blast.
2: Yeah. Well, it's funny, because there are times we've had to step away. Like, we never missed a uh, recording, knock on wood, (laughs) or a weekly release. But there were times where, like, we all had to step away for things. And then when Mm -hmm. we came back, people were a little rusty, but, like, they got into it, like, because that initial gel had worked so hard, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had that with the. Uh, there's an upcoming Lancer, by the way. Look for this in the future. Lancer on uh, the Adventurous Vault is going to be a lot of fun. But we did a test episode for that, and then due to scheduling, went like what eight weeks oh, before yeah. we could I, actually recorded. it. I
2: forgot it. every rule and
0: new game system. You know, a, a new crew, and that was way too long between testing and recording. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we started out, we were pretty rusty. <laughs> But uh, I'm excited for those. Those are going to be a lot of fun. Though. Well, and,
2: and it helps, like, with, with a system like this. It's like, Nick's like, what do I need to know? I'm like, just your character. It's my job to handle all the other bullshit. Just know your character. And he's
1: like, I got a rope. <laughs> <laughs> I love that rope. And A, up yours, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoever follows on the freaking Discord. Wait, that's not for them. That was us. So then we have a Discord chat. And Rich, that was you that put that right. Like, Nick, you're great. And I was like, why am I great? And Brad, being the jerk that he is, he's like, for being completely awful at this game. No, no. I think that was you're, in
0: the public section, y- wasn't it? Was
2: it. it? Yeah, but you're misquoting me. Hold on. <laughs> you're misquoting me. I'm a bigger asshole than it that. Actually, it actually is worse than, yeah. Um. Where, where is it? It's right here. Oh, okay. It's like, why am, uh, why am I the best? Because you said like you're the best. Uh, Jeff was like, i missed him. I was like, absence makes the heart grow fonder. They forgot how bad you were at this game.
1: <laughs> lol. <laughs> yeah. Really, you're like, no, lol. You suck.
0: And, and the listeners, if you want to check out our Discord, if you're not already over there, like, we are terrible. So. <laughs>
1: It, totally. I was like, if like Well
0: yeah, and it's funny, you came back,
1: we
2: built your level fourteen do, we did some practice combat. I was like, alright, he's got it. What I'm not gonna see during the final fight with Billsby is him pull out a goddamn rope. <laughs> oh, I'll always pull out the rope. Always. Dude. And I I, I, I I respect that you give no fucks about that and you maintain Isn't that your the point of
1: the game. Exactly. You agree. can do whatever you want. I agree. Like in real life, I wouldn't pull out a rope. I'd be like peace and I'd run the other way
2: yeah no we talk about like we're most of us old vets who are so jaded would never just be like no we have to grind and stab and (laughs) that that's that's what the magic you brought to this was
0: (laughs) no it really is and and that's one of the things that we love about Nick and there was also the magic of finding somebody like Tara who was able to match that same kind of of energy because it's really easy for the, the old vets, like you know, Brad was saying, to, to get that somewhat mentality because we've been through all of those things already. So now we're like, put down the damn rope, kid, and draw your sword. You know, we're, you know we know the optimal ways to do things and we know how. And sometimes when you do that, you forget that exuberance and the, the excitement that comes with not being that that grizzled so to speak and then you sit down at the table with somebody like nick who has that and we live vicariously through you because if we kind of feed you know we're like vampires over here we're feeding off that old energy Yes, this is what it felt like the, this the, is it the
2: game is meant to allow you to do weird shit and like we limit ourselves by not doing it because it's not the optimal so yeah i i, I celebrate that even at times where I thought I would get somebody
1: killed.
0: <laughs> but, like, I'm like, I that's great.
1: Hey, nobody died dude. in
0: real life, so that's the well, point. You know, it's, some, it's a topic we didn't really uh, bring up, but, uh, like, people didn't start dying until after Dew left. So you really were keeping them alive with your rope. Oh, yeah. So fuck you, Brad. <laughs>
2: But well, you left, and they died. Well,
1: <laughs> more like
2: you fuck them. <laughs> Damn. Story. Story. Well, and and I think that's fair play. The story would obviously be way different oh, yeah. if Nick had never left. You know,
0: because I, I had things written. You know, and I do think at times they did suffer from not having. Um, uh, you know, stand, more standard tank, which the champion fills. Which once again, is it gets back to an, an optimization conversation, which isn't necessary, but you know, you you do see those those kind of results there. And I, you know, I don't know that uh, they quickly kind of adjusted to that, but then they eventually did. Yeah. Um, but that is something that you know champions do, and that you kind of brought to it. And not only that, but like you inadvertently had this weird mechanism of battlefield control where stuff would, like, you would change how things were going, not necessarily because you did I did some fancy battlefield control spell. Because you did something off the wall and now Brad and therefore the creatures have to react to that some way. Like there's a crazy dude on my back trying to lasso my antlers. Um what do I do? I guess I gotta do something about that. But what about the guys chopping at your legs?
2: I, don't know. I mean yeah, it's fair to say, like yeah, in the middle of a combat, some guy's got a rope around your neck, is riding your back, even though there is an orc stabbing you. <laughs> Your priority is the guy on your back, so... Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't say it worked all the time, <laughs> but the, no, t- the no. times
0: it did work... No, you pretty much got cut in half
2: by that tree, which... Yeah. Uh, like, the Hydra is a good example, and he he tied up a lot of actions mm-hmm. doing that. It, it's, yeah.
1: It... 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 it <sighs> Jake broke my fall a lot. It, it worked <laughs> in only a
2: way I think Nick could make it work. And, and that's the beauty of it, I think. It was like no one else would have done that.
0: And therefore, it would not have worked. Which really is like, you know, we're kind of getting into, I guess, gaming philosophy here to a certain degree. But that, that's the beauty of having, you know, diverse people, uh, you know, different cast members, different combinations. Uh, you know, not only uh, at the table, and I talked about, you know, like he brings different things to a session than what i would mm-hmm. uh, and then so do the players. and you know, nick brings something different than jake does jake brings something different than adam does and you know when you put those kind of combinations together it's like a, a chef in the kitchen finding new wonderful flavor combinations and it's like ooh this is this is delicious yeah D- diversity is the spicy table it's good well, no yeah. it, it's fantastic
1: but honestly, like even no matter what character I play, not necessarily always going to default to a rope. I'm probably going to do something stupid, uh, just to see if it'll work. Like, I, why not? I think
2: you should play the game the way you want to.
0: Always like, <laughs> yeah, ignore the eye rolls even if they're coming from me. Like, don't,
2: don't, don't lose that. Um, like because it's like it's a big open world. I can approach these problems in different creative ways. Do it. Yeah, just fucking do it. Like
0: yeah. This is me uh, in my office during production mode uh, when Nick would do something. I'm like, Nick, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I want, Rich. <laughs> this is going to be entertaining. It, it worked out in the end. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. It, it, it really is. Well, and that's, um, you know, uh, uh, Ethan has learned this recently that the the... Production end of it. The first thing you have to learn is that uh, you're going to very quickly learn to hate everyone, <laughs> and you just have to learn to get over that and not get into that mode. Because when yeah. you start hearing all of this on mic and the things you don't notice that are happening around the table when they're happening, when you put on that those editor ears, suddenly you're like, you are also terrible. <laughs> every breath you take makes
2: me want to die, because I hear every breath you take. <sighs> And and I I had to, I used to be the heavy breather on the first part. I had to learn
0: how to. (laughs) It's a very different perspective. So, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. That's why I'm glad I do it in private for the most part, because you have to be able to get that out every once in a while, where you're like, Nick, damn it, just draw your sword, man. (laughs) And, you know, and I don't, you know, you don't really mean it. Like, uh, I wouldn't just like text you Nick, what the hell, man? You're killing me. But, you know, there, there's times when you're listening to things or, like I said, the the third time that Nick hits the microphone uh, stand. and <laughs> I hit the shit out of this thing all the time. <laughs> you're like, Nick, watch your elbows, man. Uh, you know, that, those things, and you just have to learn to get over it. it. Well, it's kind of funny. Like,
2: in Nick's back for that fight and the amount of, like, spring <laughs> strikes go up.
0: <laughs> and, I, and I could, like, tell. I'm like, yeah,
2: yeah. But I don't hear him, like... While we're doing it,
0: it's only an editing because otherwise
2: I'd be like, "Shut the fuck up, do it again."
0: <laughs> well, and what's funny is like everybody has their thing, mm-hmm. like, and I'm not gonna go through it because I don't want to. I'm not picking on people here, but like everybody has. Their, I have. I know what mine is, Um and they have actually. I have more than one, but they have this thing, and you, then nobody else does it. Like the mic spring thing, uh, you know. Everybody has something that that's their thing, and they're 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 almost always the culprit. <laughs> and it, it's kind of like it'll drive you nuts in the editing room. But it, it, it's fine because <laughs> you know it, it, well, it. does it works out? But like that's just the. Part, my, of the, part of the process. Mine's
1: my ADHD, and I'd be, <laughs> I'd be sitting there shaking my leg, and I'd look over thinking Brad's trying to cop a feel, but he's trying to get my leg to sit still. I'm like, what? I'm just bouncing my leg I'm up like, and down. I'm like, calm down, Cartman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like how you don't stop him in that scenario. Brad's trying to cop a feel, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> which is
2: just how Brad
0: do. <laughs> I'm like,
2: just get over there and grab him. Jeez. <laughs> We we talked about doing it on mic and how it was inappropriate on mic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this discussion. God. Well, and I and it was exciting, you know, when you finally did come back, especially now, uh, you know, when some of that hit and, and aired, and you know, we got response from people that they were excited to, you know, get the the, you know, the surprise kind of entrance there. Although a couple of people almost gave it away, uh, you know, when I first heard the first edit of that. Joe, I wish Nick were back. And like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> on! Well, I I, th- I
2: directed them to like make fun of Nick mm-hmm. or say some things about Nick because we I was like I want to blatantly lie <laughs> yep. and say yeah he only came back for that little short snippet. Mm-hmm. That way we you know, when he popped up and said whatever Nickism.
0: Which th- <laughs> those were recorded at separate times. Yeah. So yeah. And that, it kind of was true, other than the fact that, like, right there, and then, you know, obviously Nick's in the room and <laughs> they're all pointing at him and making faces. <laughs> well, he
2: came in to, like, say hi and hang out for a minute, but that's all he had. And I was like, well, the mics are set up. So here, hold on, say something real quick. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So was that, that was weird. Yeah. That was weird to do. I was like, oh, how do I do this? What do I say? <laughs> well,
2: it was like a 30 second practice for, like, all right, well, he'll be back in a week or two for an entire combat with Bealsby. So yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Help you remember how to do this <laughs> and you know I, I i know nick's life is a little better well, that's the wrong way to say that i, I know that uh, nick's life's a little calmer than it was recently but I, it's going to be a while to i, I imagine to uh, you know you have the time to, to do a whole lot but you know nick's always going to be welcome here whenever uh, things settle down enough to, to make that possible so you'll be in on something in the future that i have little doubt
1: oh so, yeah recording 100 percent in the future. I have to. Like, there's no way that I could never, like, not. I don't know. Is that a proper way to say that? I don't know.
0: It's funny how that works, though, isn't it? It's like, almost can't do it. It, Now there's almost a compulsion. Yeah. Like, this this is a part of my life that has to be there.
1: Yeah. Well, and. You should run
0: something.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, no, I was actually going to say something. I I, I don't want to run something. I mean, I don't have time. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that was one thing, like, starting in with you guys doing this, like on the side sessions that you guys guys do. I'm totally wanting to do those. I'd probably only get to do, like, one or two Fridays a month. That's why, after your little hiatus, if you run something Pathfinder, I really want in just for, like, a fun, like,
0: I think I think we kind of know what Brad's next thing is, and I don't want to give it away yet.
2: I'm I'm looking at some uh, some short-term stuff, and then... um, like, non-recorded stuff, too, No, right? no. Oh, you're recording all this. Well, yeah, it's, I'm going to take a break for a while. Right, right, right. Like, I'm stepping away. Um, but, like, my goal is to do a, a four to six ep thing, mm-hmm. and that will probably sit in limbo until some emergency happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, to the fans out there, I'll give you a little insight to what's coming up in the future here. And we're going to approach things a little differently for a short time. Not, we're not going to have any longer campaigns uh, in the near future. Anyway, I'd say at least for the next year, maybe year and a half before we'll have anything that geared up the, the size of mountain tail or return to Feradon. So we're going to do uh, some shorter projects. Like I mentioned Lancer that's, that's uh, actually done and over with. We've had that recorded for some time. So it, it's all ready to go. There is another project after that, that is half recorded and then there's, a third project out there that we are in pre-production now that we'll be recording after the first of the year. Uh, so you know we're trying to work as far ahead as we can and and keep things out. I know Brad's already got some ideas. I know he needs a break, but I know his brains are already turning on some, some of these things. It's hard to shut off. So we've got some some projects. Uh, the the other two in the, the coming up in the pipeline are going to be Pathfinder Second Edition as of right now. Uh, and then after that, we're going to hopefully do some more things like Lancer and highlight a couple of other systems. But these are all going to be shorter uh, kind of campaigns. You're looking at six to 12 episodes each.
1: I would like to be involved in just a Pathfinder, like if somebody was running one of the campaign modules. That'd be fun. <laughs> that's a five-year commitment. I know. <laughs> but that's why I was saying, like, if it's not recorded, oh, I, yeah, you no, know, yeah. something yeah. like that. Like, if for shits and giggles but i do want to record with you guys too like a like a one-off type thing that'd be awesome as well but you know like uh kind of putting it in reverse for a second uh like becoming involved in this like i feel like i made some awesome friends out of this like friends that i never thought that i'd have in this town so that was awesome uh and you guys also kind of put me out and out of my comfort zone, too, like, running that campaign for... Grabbing your yeah, leg at the table. <laughs> grabbing my leg. I mean, that, that just made me real comfortable. <laughs> uh, He's
0: like, no, I'm used
1: to that. But, like, running running the, uh, the beginner box, like, yep. oh, yeah. running my first campaign. I've never DM'd shit in my life. I mean, that was weird, but it was fun. Like, it made me have a better understanding of the game, for sure. Uh, but you know, just getting involved in deeper into this community with you guys and having you guys, just in general, in personal life as well, has just been phenomenal. So I wouldn't trade it for the world. Aw, oh, thanks, Nick. No, we are we're we're glad that you
2: are in a better place. Yeah, and that that makes you sound like you were having psychological issues. <laughs> but like, we're we're obviously being vague about yeah. why you left and <laughs> you know HIPAA or whatever.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say we're not we're not dancing around something super dramatic or or it, it, it's personalized stuff. It's it's Nick stuff. We we know what it is and and no offense, and, But like it's and it was the kind of thing
2: that we were like, that is absolutely your priority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you shouldn't even be worried about any of this crap because Nick was like, I, I'm sorry, man. I'm like, fuck that. They yeah, we're like, no, this Yo, is
0: a this is a silly hobby. That is exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah this, what what you have to do. And and honestly, like we we should be helping you. In any way we can, and not you worried about what the next recording session is. Yeah, so, no.
2: Like, like, you know, maybe if we were paying you a salary or
0: and, something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my only remark to that, and I, I believe I may have said that the other day, but like, damn, dude, like, you know, when it, and when it came time for you to, to step up uh, the way you, you were required to, like, it was impressive to watch. Like, that's a that, that was a hell of a, a burden no. and, and, a, and a thing to go through. And I, I kept thinking, like, oh, gosh, this is a lot for Nick. And, <laughs> like, I know I'm not going to say it was easy. I'm going to say you made it look easy at times. A lot for yeah. anyone. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, I, I didn't mean that as in, like, other people could have handled it easy, but yeah. it's fragile. No, like, I, I think you proved just the opposite. I know I know many, many men who would have broken very quickly <laughs> uh, having to, to bear some of those burdens. and And never once, like, you really never even lost your smile. And like that's that's amazing to see, uh, you know, as, as somebody who, who's not only aware of what happened, but have been through some similar things. Like that was impressive to watch. So like, good on you, as, as, as you know, as a as a person, and uh, you know, wow. as as a as a husband and a dad. And like that was that was awesome. That that was great. I'm glad that, you know, that the things are on the the downhill slide now. And yeah, um, no, I
1: appreciate that about lot, all those things. Awesome.
0: But like it it, it it was cool, man. Like you were. You you stood up in in so many big ways and you did it like so so like you were the Fonz man you were cool the whole time.
1: <laughs> hey.
0: Oh, is that copyright?
1: I don't know. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Uh,
2: <laughs> I mean, if anything, friends maybe. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs>
0: but we're are we're gonna we're gonna get you back. We're glad that you're back. We're just glad that you even have some time. Uh, you know, that, that you that you can hang out. We can, you know, have conversations like this. Uh, just even hanging out with Nick, let alone uh, some more gaming. There are some exciting things coming up. And I am I am glad that you got to be in for what, you know, what you're there. I know you were really excited to do it uh, in the beginning. And I was super happy that you got to even uh, make it that far. In some ways, I think it was just like, we're like drug dealers giving you your first taste. You yeah. know? <laughs> oh,
1: man. Uh, I, like I sat in my room playing with the freaking dice, like, by myself in my hand. <laughs> Honestly, like I
2: think like I like that about our podcast is that it makes people want to play. Yeah. Like if, if if that's probably the best compliment I think anyone can give is like, yeah, I listen to your podcast and then I want it to play. As opposed to like, Oh, you ruined Pathfinder two for me forever, you're garbage and I hate all of you. You know, like but it's like yeah, I wanna I wanna play now. I'm like, Yeah, that's 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 what we're going for. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, that, but that's exciting to see. Like you say, it's exciting to, to see people kind of build up that that uh, that taste for it and want a game and want to play more. Yeah, it's funny.
2: I used to go to you for like character support for PF one because you you used to do that to y'all. You just
0: build characters all the time. Yeah, the apple did not fall too yeah, far from the tree. Yeah, and now I
2: bug Gavin for PF two characters and <laughs> it's just like, hey, I need to do this and this. He's like, okay, give me like five minutes and send something back. How's it look? Ah, I'll learn it. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine.
0: That's, that's awesome. He, he, he like that really is his forte. But yeah, that he does get that from from me.
2: Well, it, it's <laughs> funny. I know the the game pretty well. I think, but I can't keep up with the new character stuff because I don't pl- I don't play characters. Yeah. I'm the GM. So, you know, there's all this new character stuff. I got no
0: fucking clue. Oh, maybe I'll catch up now. Yeah, it's like, the difference is I know how to drive cars, and I'm pretty good at them. But I'm not like the, you know, the, the modders or the hot rodders. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, you know, I'm pretty good at it. But then Vin Diesel shows up at the Fast and Furious 1, uh, you know, with his, his vehicle. And that's Gavin. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're all pretty good at it. But then he shows up, he's like, no, no, I've I've stretched every ounce of horsepower out of this yeah. character that you possibly can. And you're like, whoa, like, you have really built a monster here, haven't you? That is the weirdest analogy
1: I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the only time I've ever heard anybody use Vin Diesel in Fast and <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've
2: been listening enough.
1: <laughs> we make fun of, like, family. It's about family. All family.
2: The time. All the time, yeah. <laughs> oh man. I was like, you never had me. You never had your
0: car. <laughs> you didn't have me. You never had your character. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, I guess
0: so. <laughs> I really hate the fast the <laughs> Yeah, he'll send me characters. Uh, like, just then he's like, hey, I've got this concept. So he'll put it together and he'll send it to me. First, I'm like, you know, I'm working. And then he'll show up home, uh, you know, sometime later. He's like, hey, Dad, do you have a chance to look at that? And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, it's not fair because I've been working. And second of all, I, I can't glance at your characters because they're entirely too intricate. To just like get a quick glance, I'm like, I need a minute. I need to look up these feats I've never heard of. Yeah, I've got to study this and see what you've done here. Now, almost always when I do at the end of it, you're like, that's pretty freaking cool, actually. But also, like, no, I can't just glance at this. (laughs) I I got to study this. (laughs)
1: You're like, don't you have like
0: real homework to be doing right now? You know, and
2: we used to do that for PF one back in the
0: day, and now like I don't have room in my brain. Anymore, I, I've honestly done this weird thing where I've shunted everything else. If somebody asked me to go back to PF one or three point five, I don't think I could do it because I'm like Johnny Mnemonic. I had to ditch that part of my brain for for storage. <laughs> well, and and I love our our
2: my memories of playing PF one with with you and a lot of the other guys are are etched in my mind forever. A lot of fun,
0: but there's a lot of those rules that I'm like I don't want to go back. PF two is too streamlined. <laughs> Well and that, that is true. like i I will never say anything I, Pathfinder one was amazing. Uh, every evolution along the way was just that it was the best at its time, yeah, but Pathfinder two is a giant leap forward, and yeah. I, I I yeah, I couldn't go back now, maybe somebody will surpass it, and I hope they will someday, but until then, yeah, this is this is gonna be it, yeah. Yeah, because I remember
2: like we've been playing for ten years. It's like, all right, I grapple him, and then we, even all of us at the like, fuck. And we've been playing for ten years. We still got to pull the book out, figure out the <laughs> grapple
0: rules and junk. <laughs> and then I'm like, it's pretty easy now. Like, yeah, it, it really is. They 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 kind of found so many clever ways of making things simpler. And to me, it's like a, it's a complicated simplicity. And and you hit it on the the head earlier when you said all you really have to know is your character because you can research every book and every feat and everything like Gavin has and know every possible combination. And you know, you're, you're over there putting it together like Tony Stark, you know, with some sort of a (laughs) virtual reality thing where he's piecing together a nuclear reactor. But the truth is you don't have to have that level of knowledge to play the game well and, and functional. You know how to play, all you need to know is to play your character. And if you know that, you can sit down and be as adequate. Or if you want to, if that's your thing, then you can be off to the side putting together these these intricate characters.
1: You don't even know uh, how to, you don't even have to know it that well. <laughs> Exhibit A is me. <laughs> no.
2: Well, it it is fun. I remember the test episodes where you were playing a witch. God. And, oh no. my goodness. Like it was bad enough in the early days trying to help. You know, get Menui on track.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I I never. That was like probably one of the best decisions. I think you brought that up earlier, Rich, about a character that I had started in the test sessions. Yes, that was the witch. I thought that would be so fun and cool. It would be cool if you were, like, a pro at the game, but...
0: It's not a great starting character, and we probably did you a disservice by suggesting it to begin with, but even we were still new enough that, and... and
1: Because the witch is a new character, right? It was. or was was a new character. Well,
0: I think the thought was like, hey, we'll showcase a new thing. (laughs) And you were very excited to try the witch at first. And we're like, well, you know, I have a rule, don't step on enthusiasm. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to stand in the way of that. And honestly, well, although I know it was mechanically more difficult, I also know that there were other reasons that it just wasn't the right fit. I don't know that it, it panned out exactly what you wanted. Plus, the, the on a party makeup level, it didn't work out yeah. really at all either. Well, then you were like, I think I'll, I'm going to do
2: some sort of martial guy, maybe like a, a paladin. And like so many things just came to me naturally that blended into the story that like, I was like oh this is meant to be yeah like I don't even know what I would have done with that witch character
1: yeah I like, mean I have no idea even if I would have learned a single spell I mean,
2: <laughs> <laughs> whereas like you know the idea of this mysterious you know paladin or whatever ties into the whole crusade thing so well like it just it just worked
1: yeah Yeah, it was definitely, like you said, meant to be because I had had a blast with that character for what time I got to play, which was over a year. How long did this thing last? Two years?
2: uh, Uh, We're going to end at 67 episodes. But I mean, that's not even counting the test time and stuff. But I mean, you were there for, I I think you drop out like 31, 32. I mean, basically, you're the first half of the pod and then Tara's like the the back half, and then you came in for like the last three okay. to to finish the story out, which I was really happy.
0: Yeah, about. I think it's going to be close to half that you were you were actually there for. Yeah, because people ask me like episode stuff, and I'm like, man, I don't remember. I got so much stuff floating around. Uh, Brad knows I g- I keep a complicated spreadsheet to keep track of everything. So if you ask me when I'm at my desk. I can answer all of these questions yeah. for you you gotta have a spreadsheet man like I,
2: rich used to like yell at me because i was like i don't remember if i did this or not he's like get a fucking spreadsheet Do <laughs> you have excel yeah <laughs> like, Give <laughs> and it did get a lot easier because I'd,
0: for, I'd forget what episodes i had turned in that it really uh, you know the production end of it like i, I don't want to sit here and be like whoa it's that but like, you it can be tough uh you know especially when you are trying to keep a uh, schedule and coordinate amongst people And of course, I'm a spreadsheet guy anyway, so that was always the natural way to to keep track of things. But, you know, like right now, we have uh, several projects in post production and in pre production. And, you know, now we're looking for the next things. Uh, We've been, you know, we did some online stuff, uh, you know, some streaming. Is it still going? Uh, we're, we took a hiatus uh, okay. for the holidays, and we're going to come back again sometime next year. We're actually throwing out dates for that now. Um, cool. So, you know, we'll, we will have more of that. It's just a lot to coordinate, and it's almost impossible to keep track of it.
2: By yeah. online stuff, we mean like Discord and Twitch, not yeah. like
0: yeah.
1: OnlyFans. I mean, that could be a thing.
0: Of you know, he also said that mm-hmm. Nick wasn't coming back, so Brad lies. Oh, yeah, you cannot trust me.
2: <laughs> what?
0: What? You can't trust me.
1: That was About what? Oh, wait, anything, hold on. No, no, no. Anything, You said I wasn't coming back? No, no. Oh, yeah.
2: I told the audience you weren't coming back and then you came back. Oh. Because oh. that's how you manipulate the story okay, and, I and emotions. I an unreliable narrator in the world of story <laughs> I think I think if you know you can't trust the guy, it's reliable.
0: <laughs> still He's reliable. Reliably unreliable.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, it was one of my favorite interactions to listen to, though. Uh, with Brad pulling, what really, in many ways, are some basic GM tricks. Basic, they they are. <laughs> but Nick being the new guy and Nick being Nick, because you know, I'm not, Nick's a smart guy. Like I yeah. know you're very clever. We we work together. That's how we we first met. But I'm very gullible. Yes, well, you you are a little a little gullible. But it's not even necessarily about gullibility. It's the fact that you know you're clever. Brad knows you know that you're clever, and this then it suddenly becomes this weird mind game where you're like wait a minute, I know Brad is messing with me. You would know he's messing with you, but you're like, is he messing with me because he knows I know he's messing with you? So he wants me to do the thing or he doesn't? want? You know, it's very much the uh, Princess Bride, well, clearly I cannot pick the glass in front of you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and like, here's the real damn truth of it, and this is why I like GMs win, is because players are scared for their characters and GMs are not. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Like, are you sure about that? Fuck, I want my guy to live. And I'm like, I don't care if these goblins
0: die or not. <laughs> they They're, don't have names. If anybody out there uh, goes back and finds it, there is a wonderful role playing game from back in the day um, called Amber Diceless Role Playing. It is, um, yeah, it's it's based on the uh, the Nine Princes and Amber series. It is a uh, by Roger Zelazny, a wonderful set of books you pick up. But they did make a diceless role playing game for it. And Since it's diceless, it's very narrative. It was uh, kind of ahead of its time in many ways. But in the back, they give you all of these narrative ideas of how you run a game and tricks you play and things that you can do. And it's honestly a great kind of like GMing 101 of how to mess with people narratively. And I I, I highly recommend that even if you're not going to play the game, just go read through just for some of those those tips and tricks because you can apply them to other games. And there are things that Brad would do so simply and subtly. And I don't mean simply and subtly as in, like, you didn't notice him doing it. He he would throw it right at you. Mm-hmm. It is right here. You know he's doing it. And, you know, it's like the three-card Monty. If you go up to somebody, like, you know they're hustling. But you still can't figure out how they're doing it. <laughs> and, and so much of it is right there.
1: <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of funny. Uh, before playing this, like, I was just strictly... Sci-fi, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved Harry Potter, but that was about as fantasy as fantasy got for me. I was all Star Wars, even the new Star Trek. And I'm not talking on the old Star Trek, but like the new ones. Because like, to me, that can actually happen. Anything that's in a sci-fi movie, give it a couple years, and they're probably going to attempt it. I mean, look <laughs> how, how far cell phones have come. You know what I mean? Or... They actually made a lightsaber, even though it's not up to par of what's in Star Wars these days. But it's there. They've made the damn thing. But fantasy, that's never going to happen. I'm never going to see a dragon. Nobody's ever going to make you friggin' turn to stone with a wand. You know what I mean? Like, fireballs are not going to come out of your hand type thing. Mm-hmm. Never say never, man. <laughs> but I have found, <laughs> I found myself moving towards fantasy like with what I watch... What I read now, so it's it's actually sort of broadened my like nerd standards, I guess. So it, it's kind of it's it's been interesting and fun, and I appreciate that.
2: Fantasy controls so much of the TTRPG market share. Yeah, you know? which which is funny because I have no plans of doing a fantasy for the podcast. Anything I've got coming up is, is going to be planned for sci-fi.
0: Yeah. And some of that, I think, is, I know we all have both sides of that. You know, we none of us are like, we're only high fantasy. We're only uh, sci-fi. We, we have it all. And we've kind of been doing the high fantasy thing for a while. So I think you kind of get that urge to scratch the other itch. Yeah. And then if you do too much sci-fi, then suddenly you want to go back to the other. And, and so Because I've had a little bit of the same problem of I'd love to do some other systems, but sometimes that's harder to do. Mm-hmm. So there's been more Pathfinder than I think. I don't want to say then what we want to do because we don't dislike the the, the fantasy setting Um, but it's just easier to get accomplished sometimes and we're set up for it yeah Mm -hmm. you know whereas whereas like
1: I have the rule book for the thing I want to run I just haven't had time to read it Mm -hmm. yeah well I mean uh, I guess it's just made me appreciate the different flavors of what's Mm -hmm. out in the world you know what I mean you don't want pizza every night I mean, I could eat pizza or spaghetti every night. Don't get me wrong. But, yes, I know what you're saying. Like, maybe I should eat something that's not cheese pizza.
2: Exactly. You only eat cheese pizza? I love... Jesus Kevin McAllister, baby. Never change, Nick. No matter what I say, never change.
0: You're 100% wrong, but please don't ever change.
2: There's room in our world for for you. Gee, thanks. Oh, for people
0: like you. Welcome to the Adventurous you, Vault. Your kind. <laughs> where, where all of the compliments are backhanded. God.
1: Uh, I've never had so many backhanded compliments in my life, but I love it. So whatever, <laughs> I'll take it. Screw it. It's just, I know you like attention. Oh, yeah. I am such an attention whore. As long as I give it to you, <laughs> I can say whatever
2: awful thing I want.
1: It's Yeah. It's, it's toxic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I really am glad to have you back. Uh, oh, thanks, man. I'm super glad to be able to be part of this again, even in some form of in some capacity. I don't I don't even care.
0: Yeah, your your life is still going to be pretty busy for a while. So yeah, we know you have, uh you know, more lim- your time is more limited. Yeah, uh, but, you know, and that's that's true for everybody. Like I always say, if anybody's wanted to do anything with a podcast, they say what's the most difficult part? <laughs> scheduling. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Even if it's coming in and uh, for a while, and you're just like, "Hey, record some like NPCs for us or whatever." It's like, yeah, okay, whatever, I'll do that.
0: You know, like Brad now, sit around and wax nostalgic, and and you know, say things like, ah. Uh, We'll get rich and famous. We just make this our full-time jobs. We can do all these cool things. Like mostly, we're fantasizing about that because we're like, it'd be so great to have our schedules open enough to do the things that we want.
2: Also, to not work a real job. That would be pretty, pretty spectacular. <laughs> oh man. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the next thing, but I'm going to, to step away for a while. I'm, oh, you have to. I'm, too. I'm oh. pretty
1: burnt. Yeah, you need a break, man.
0: It, it is. Sure. It's intense to. To, to do those sort I, of things,
1: and it got intense.
2: The the closer to the end we got, the more intense I got, you know. And that's my fault entirely. Well, <laughs> especially some of
1: the stuff that you come up with. And I told you this before. Like, it it. I mean, I haven't read them all yet, but I told you this. Like, it was like playing some of the Dark Tower by Stephen King. Like, and I'm like, what the hell? And is I, he doing?
2: I, you know, I've read. That's one of my favorite book series, and I've read the Dark Tower a lot. Yeah. So I'm sure. That thematically that gets influenced, and like I definitely see some of Arthur do in Roland, of Gilead, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean that was just it was crazy some of the stuff you came up with. I was like the man out of time, you know. Yeah,
2: I we 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 got to explore a lot of themes that I think a lot of players would have shied away from or been like, hey, I don't want to do that, and they all let me play, you know. And I, I appreciated the hell out of that, and, you know. I tried to make it worth with their while. <laughs> <laughs> and it was honestly...
1: Oh
0: shit! See, There, there it go. goes, there <laughs> goes. I'm leaving that one in. Um, you know, it was it was fun to see because, like, you know, we said before, the Mountain tail crew was a, a much newer crew t- to gaming as, as well as podcasting. And typically, your veterans are the people who are much more open to wild and crazy things. You know, they're the ones are like, my character concept is hurt me, daddy. Um, you know, Brad, do all your damage and, you know, manipulate me as much as you can, please. So to see a bunch of new people who are usually traditionally a lot more closed, uh, more, you know, more, uh, protective of their characters to be this open to these storylines and to be that receptive. Uh, it was cool to watch and see and, you know, experience this idea that, you know, things have evolved and gotten better and, and, and gaming is has changed, and, and it was it was it was pretty awesome to watch.
1: It's a bunch of millennials playing. <laughs> Brad, are you a millennial? Yeah, okay. I, I think <laughs> I like I was
2: born in eighty two, so that's like the cusp. You might be a zennial. I don't. I, I depending on what the stat you read is, but I've always been identified as a millennial, which is funny because then people are complaining about millennials. I'm like, I'm forty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you bitching about? <laughs> yeah, like. We are the middle age, because I don't, I'm not a millennial, so. No,
1: you're, you're the, you're a zennial, right?
0: Uh, I am. A gen X? Gen X? What, What's the, I'm going to look up and see when the.
1: Or are you a gen X? A gen, a zennial is somebody who is like, who takes, who's too old, no offense, <laughs> to be a true millennial because they were there for the analog and the digital age.
2: i Yeah, because I'm in a weird time gap or like. I remember biking and running through haulers, and now I'm in the digital age, and I'm right. like... Because I'm just full-blown millennial. You're welcome yeah, for the internet. Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember, like, the Berlin Wall coming down, and, see, like, Challenger. Char- that happened
1: whenever I was born. Yeah. The year I was born.
0: I but think both yeah, of those see, happened. Yeah, see, I, I am solidly Gen X. Okay, okay. yeah.
2: That's that's right. why
0: you're cool. I am. I am. A, yeah, because, like, I, I did grow up in the analog world, like... So you know, so many things that I remember. I remember things like party lines. I remember when not everybody had their own phone in their house. Like you know, several households would share a phone. I had to hide
1: D and D books like porno. I did. I was, (laughs) you know, I've
0: said that before. I was around for the Satanic Panic, and you know, when people talk about, uh, say, like Stranger Things. Yeah, I'm about the age of those characters. Like that is really close to the age I would have been in that time frame. And honestly, I grew up in eastern northeastern illinois which is really close to that western side of indiana which is kind of what they're portraying so it's pretty much the same area of the world and it was during the, the satanic panic i had preachers at my house when they found out i played dnd i had my you know people throwing away books and ostracized in school and made fun you know like all of those things happen people talking about how we're killing people and worshiping satan and that was i, I experienced all of that and now we're mainstream, baby! <laughs> See, I, I was old enough for the satanic panic, but I grew up in church. So
2: it was like... I was never gonna be able to bring a, a D&D book home. Oh. It wasn't gonna happen. Now, I could bring all the sci-fi home I, I wanted. <laughs> Which probably, they should have looked a little closer That's at some of that. That's probably <laughs> worse. Like,
1: honestly.
0: Like, Shadowrun was fine for some reason. <laughs> like, I, I was old enough, I was going to Gen Con, on, I say on my own, but I went with friends uh, when Shadowrun was released. So, you know, I I, I was not a, a young child at that point by by any means. Uh, you know, and I, I'm not old enough that I go back to, like, I started out on AD&D Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. That's mm-hmm. where I started playing and. Uh, 87, so you know, that's kind of my you know, experience with it.
1: When, were, was, what was out in like 94? Sega. No, 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 uh, like D&D-wise.
0: <sighs> the 90s, like uh, well, that was during uh, I'm going to call it kind of a and d hiatus because thereafter TSR initially collapsed before mm-hmm. WOTC brought it back there was a lot of years that were clearly people were still playing D&D but a lot of new games and new companies came in and really kind of took over everything. Mm-hmm. And like so, you know, if you went to the big conventions, sure there's some D&D stuff there, but it was these fancy new shiny things. The uh, World of Darkness was huge. Oh yeah. Shadowrun was Earth, even still way back Earth
2: Dawn was a thing for a bit. I don't say it got huge, but no. What was
1: the Werewolf tabletop? That's World of Darkness. It, World of Darkness okay. So, I was in a Wizard of Oz play. This is sort of going back to like early years of my childhood in nerd culture and like how accepting the group was even though I never played it because I was in like fourth grade because I was a munchkin in the play but I remember uh, a group of the kids playing kids they were uh, teenagers but uh, playing some version of D&D because they were the flying monkeys so they didn't show up until the end. <laughs> but they actually made a character sheet for me just to hang on to it. couldn't play with them <laughs> but I could sit there and just like be part of the crew and I'm like, that was, so, like, that, that's so weird that just dawned in my, like, un, in my brain. Like, that was buried deep of the culture. And, it, like, that brings me back to you guys being so awesome and welcoming. Like, the door's always open for people in this community. And that's what I love about it. And that's why I'm so happy to be a part of it now.
2: That, that's always been our philosophy. And, like, that's the only reason I even know Rich. Yeah. Because if he had looked at an email and said, ah, we don't need new people. Yeah. I wouldn't know anybody
0: like at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i know those conversations have happened uh, especially since that's kind of a collective conversation that's happening you know in the gaming world as we get a lot of new diverse people voices and and people being added to the industry and the hobby and you know here i am i'm i'm the old kermit grudgeon who has every reason to be that kind of stereotypical old gatekeeper and but i'm the first person preaching that you know what we have today is better yeah, The the gaming systems that we have today are better. The people at it are better. The more diverse people we have is better for everything. And it's okay to have options. You know, maybe you don't like uh, having Androids in your, your fantasy setting. All right, then just talk about it and don't do it. Yeah. Nobody's telling you that they have to be there. But then maybe you're like, I have this awesome idea for an Android campaign in Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Then, then freaking do it. Uh, you know, don't be, don't be gatekeepers. Don't say you, you can't or shouldn't. Well, do There's a so much thing. out
2: there. You don't want to play Five E or Pathfinder Two. There's a bajillion games out there.
0: Tales from the Loop is great. Yeah, no, uh, th- th- there's a million. Yeah. I, it's almost uh, like it's almost the biggest problem is there's so much that you can't do. Yeah, at all. no, mm-hmm.
2: I'm, I've got RPGs on my shelf. I'm like, I may never read that. But I like looking at it. Sure is pretty. I hope I can run that on Adventure's Vault in twenty twenty
1: three. Like what is that, that? That German one or Swedish one? Oh, Morkborg. Yeah, that looks so badass and right so, up my freaking. I don't know when, but like, I've got a copy. Jake and Adam both have copies. I have. I have the, a copy of it in my Amazon
2: cart. There's ready also to order
1: Cyborg. It. So <laughs> it's
2: the Morkborg version of, of uh, Cyberpunk. Oh, that's even... That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, there's some shit I want to do this year. Um, yeah, there's so much, there's we, even a Power Ranger
0: tabletop. We Yeah. Thing, we can't do it all, and that's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty that cool. There's, that there's yeah. just so much out there. So, yeah, do your thing. Like, we, we love Pathfinder Second Edition. We kind of sing its praises. But, like, if something else is your thing, like, man, have a blast. I'm hoping Cyberpunk is pretty cool. I, I bought the book. I've heard good things about it, but I honestly haven't had a chance to really... Look into it. <laughs> as far as settings go, we love
2: Shadowrun. Uh, yeah, but, I do. But as far as like the game, it just didn't. It's not working for us.
1: The games yeah. on PC are fun.
2: No, like the the
0: tabletop.
1: No, Shadow I know, Run. I know. Yeah, yeah I know that it's a tabletop, but the PC games are no,
0: fun. no. Like like the system is not jiving with <laughs> oh, what we like. Oh, it's not.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying.
0: Sorry. Yeah, there's some problems there. Like, what edition would we use? Well, which is honestly where the whole Shadows of Artists port. That's what we did for the live streaming, mm-hmm. and then we have some audio versions of that coming up. And that's really just me recreating a Shadowrun feel in a Pathfinder setting because I'm mixing those two those two loves together. But we, I, mean, I know Brad and I love that that cyberpunkish, especially this this you know, kind of smash up cyberpunk fantasy thing that that Shadowrun has been. I, I, heck, I've been wanting to run an Eclipse phase game forever and I just I can't get that together and and get the the everything put together because unfortunately is a, a everybody have to learn it whole new Hi, game system high concept sci-fi it is uh which i love but you gotta get the right group and the right group that has the time to put in the work even before we could consider recording something we'll, we'll get to some of that at some point and maybe some of it we just won't but it's fantastic that we have all of these options available
1: i don't think tav is going anywhere So <laughs> there's always <laughs> knock on wood
0: <laughs> they'll look at me like just because i'm the one probably gonna kick off first
1: whatever i I have more gray hair than you do and you're older than me i assume
2: so and eventually we'll be like i'm suing them not because they have money but because of the principle (laughs) you like it you can you can sue the adventurer's
0: vault for everything it's worth
2: yeah no (laughs) yeah you you can walk away with the title probably too and be like all right it's all you we ain't got no money (laughs) mm-hmm
0: And we will start a release with the Adventurer's Vaults. <laughs>
2: the <laughs> Hero's Basement.
1: There
2: you go. Uh, anyone, if you're listening and you want to sponsor us, I will shill. Exactly. <laughs> this recap with Nick brought to you by Gillette Shaving. Um, Nick, is there anything that you wish to,
1: to convey or talk about? Um, Just thank you, everybody who listened. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Adam, Jake, Ashley, and Tara. You guys, you know, even though I would have said it if I was with you guys. <laughs> yeah, you, you,
2: you missed all the crying the other day, which was probably good.
1: Ashley cried. Oh, well, we were all.
2: It's, <laughs> it's, it's, mostly, emotional. it's mostly my fault. I started, like, thanking everybody and saying nice things. Um, and then we just all were like, <laughs> Ashley's heart grew three times.
1: <laughs> 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 you know, and I, I said some nice
2: things about you, so you should probably listen to that episode, <laughs> too. Um, yeah. But I do. I love you, man. I'm I'm super glad you're back. I hope we can do something soonish. Yeah, pretty no, soon. I,
1: I, I would be furious if this was it. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be texting you. I'd be showing up at your house. What the hell, man? But I mean, I this isn't it. This this can't be it. So I know no, it's not it. No. So. Love you guys.
0: Shout out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you don't like what you hear, visit the Adventurers Vault Discord server and let the cast know directly just what you think of them. And while you're there, listen to the exclusive content to see if it's